good, good. <laughs> I saw guys. Tina last week. That's great. I know. We broke the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful so, women. <laughs> so, my friends, the goal of the show um, is to actually take the time to share stories because we have a very, you know, speedy life and how often unless you do a bonfire and then you go and you start sharing stories right then what about in your business what type of stories could we share so today thank you for coming with us helen uh, this show is always i always say this it's sponsored by my program it's called the audience dna lab where we actually deep dive on what type of stories you can share in your marketing and this show is exactly to inspire you to either become an entrepreneur because you'll see when Helen tell her story about this one, it's gonna be juicy. And you probably could identify with her because we all go through the same human story, spiritual story, like the becoming of who we are here, right? So, okay, enough talking, Angelique. Helen, bonjour, madame. <laughs> Bonjour. And you know what? There's the a little bit of a delay, so I'm not sure if that's going to impact it. Like I'm hearing um, two voices. <laughs> oh, so maybe your earphones are not, you should have one earphone from one device and then the other one on the other one. I do, but let, do. I don't know if that's canceling out. Let me just move so one for a second. So what you can do is to remove the volume on your phone. And then you won't hear it anymore. If you put the volume down on your phone, you should be on my phone. phone. Okay. And then you won't hear it anymore. Ah, okay. Here we How's go. That? Working the internet again, maybe. And I, I don't need to keep my earphone in, or should I? That's the thing. Well, it's up to you. Up to you. But okay. Just, How's that? How's that? I'm good. I hear you very well. Yeah. Okay, that's good. You feel good? So I'm one good. lesson here, ladies. Don't let don't let technology, you know, stop you. We're gonna keep going, right? Go with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> Helen, tell us before we go deep and dive. Tell us who you serve on this planet. Oh, such an interesting thing because I I have changed and evolved over the years, and I'm going to say something that may not. Everybody may not like, but I never like the word serve or service. It's I, it's a thing with me. And I just read something recently, and I know everybody says that, but I think it's more about making contribution. And our contribution can change just as who we help and how we give back can change um, and evolve with you as you grow as a person. So I, right now, I focus on, in my business, I focus on helping organizations, senior leaders and the people within to create amazing cultures that are heart-centered. What does that and mean? What does that mean? Well, it means that um, if you are heart-centered and you are um, internally in a good place, and you believe in your purpose and your passion, and that aligns and your values align with the organization that you are as an, as an employee working with, then you will give back more to your, to your organization, to your clients or customers, to your community and to the world at large. Ooh, so it's a big challenge. Yeah. 
Helen, I see that you're looking at your phone, right? Okay. Look Sorry, at yeah. On your, on your desktop. I know it's tricky, yeah? It's, just, we're it's tricky. We're trying to be everywhere at the same time. But it's just because we, um, I'm going to do some editing after, and I want your eyes to look at your main camera. Okay. It doesn't mean we it's, don't love you on Instagram, right? We, we can do well, some, like... <laughs> right now I see foreheads. It's so funny because there's been some research right now. And this is the thing. We're not sitting face to face. So I'm looking at this dot on my laptop trying to trying to figure that all out. And I was reading some research lately that um, because we're all online because of the pandemic and everything, even when you're on a one on one, you should actually turn off your own self view because it's not good for the brain. It's your, your, your brain is trying to look everywhere and that actually you should only be focusing on one place. And that's why some people are burning out. More people are having to, you know, focus like multitasking is, is a myth, right? So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll do my best. <laughs> no, you're good. It's all good. Yeah. So um, what's the name of your business? Uh, my business is called Life Works Well. And it's an interesting name. And the reason I can't, so when I first started my business, it was way back in 2008. Um, I had just finished a maternity leave um, with my son. And um, it took me seven years to have my second miracle child. And it was after a very, very long um, trials and tribulations, infertility, um, several failed um, processes that I had to go through, actually some adoption stories. It's a long, long story. But after having him, um, you know, I, I went back to my organization for about a month. But during that time off, I had thought about, you know what, I'm not sure I really am a corporate person. <laughs> and so I started to think about starting my business then. And I came up with, and so I left. I, I went back for about a month after my mat leave. And then I said, no, this isn't for me. There isn't anything I here I want to do. We worked it out together. And I started a business called Life Works Well, because to me, um, work is just part of life. And wellness is really important. So that's how I came up with the name, because it all, if you're not well, if you're not healthy, you know, your work in life isn't going to be well integrated. And, you know, so that's sort of the story behind coming up with that name. And in my career at that time, I was doing a lot of work with organizations um, on life work programs. So, you know, you talk about all this remote work and work from home and flexible work. Well, I was doing that, you know, 20 years ago. So that's, that's what's kind of interesting. I, yeah, um, you were like a, an innovator. I was a pioneer before I knew it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I love this because, oh my God, it's really, I, I'm sharing on my profile here. That's why you see me moving everywhere. Because, you know, this is really um, the heart of the matter right now. You know, mm -hmm. where, how to feel good at work, especially when there are so many struggles, like, you know, the external stuff that we don't control, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's interesting because right now this, you know, some organizations weren't prepared for how many employees were going to be working from home. 
And even though it is done in many organizations, tech, for example, and things like that, but they weren't prepared a year ago or so. And so it was all of a sudden, you know, how do we set people up for success? Are they even like, for example, technology right now, like, are they even set up properly? Do they have ergonomics set up? Like, I am right now even dealing with employees that are getting injured because they never set themselves up properly and they're hunched over and they're not ergonomically set up properly at a home office. They, you know, a lot of times they didn't think they were going to be home that long. So there's some, so with, you know, with the work I do, it's really about helping employees um, be the best that they can be. Um, for their organizations, right? And the organizations, the values have to align. And um, and part of that is how are you supporting people right now? You know, burnout, mental health issues were already difficult um, before the pandemic. So a lot of it has, you know, even created a little bit more challenge for leaders, for organizations to keep people motivated. So that's, I, I try to help with that culture, you know, create a create a culture. A lot of part of that is mentoring and coaching as well. So uh, really just, and it's hard. It's hard in it in the human resources, human relations field, I call it. It's hard to keep that positivity when there is all that negativity around you. So a lot of it starts on that internal work. And one of the things I said when I first started uh, for a long time was life works well when you do. Because if you're not working well, to your point, you may use the word serves or whatever, but you're not going to be able to help others. You're not going to be able to give back. You're not going to be able to take care of your family or your parents or the people at work. Um, This human relations profession I'm in, it takes a lot out of you. So you have to be very grounded to be able to help others and to be there for them. You know, sometimes we're a counselor, sometimes we're a, we're a complaint department, you know. So really it's weaving that in and that's where I get the joy from, you know, seeing someone feel okay after a conversation with them. Ooh, thank you. Now I understand even better what you do. I love the name of your business. Life, life works well. And now you say when you do, I love this, mm-hmm. I love this. So before we before life works well, Helen, let's go back to the little girl. What in that little girl do you think drove you to what you do right now? Like what was your thing when you were playing? What was your play like your go-to play? Come and play with me. Play what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I as I said, I didn't really prepare well for today, but I was I've been thinking back about the journey. And, you know, everybody says, go back to that toddler or go back to that 10-year-old. And my picture of my 10-year-old is a lot of freedom. And I used to love, this is so weird, but I used to love running outside with bare feet in my bathing suit when it was pouring rain. (laughs) It was like, if if there's a rainstorm and it's so hot in the summer and it's like that freedom. And that's my word of the year, by the way. But I think that that was, it's more about a feeling. And you mentioned that to me before we started was like, how do you want to feel every day? And when you're giving back. So for me, I've always been in giving mode, I think, Uh, legal profession before, 
but I was very, it's hard to believe, but I was very shy growing up. I, um, you know, public speaking, I used to cry if I had to do a speech like that is so, you know, I would just be so nervous. And if I messed up, I'd be like teary eyed. And even in university, like, it's hard to believe that, that was me. <laughs> so I think just if I can go back to that person that like did have not have the fear and just run and go for it and be free, it's a little bit of a different feeling. So, you know, you just have to kind of, for me, it's, I think a lot of it has been going with slow. I've changed a lot. I, I don't, feel like I was this, I had a dream and that's all. I knew what I was going to do. I, I didn't, I just kind of was more of a, this feels good right now person. And that's not for everybody. Right. But that for me, if I no longer feel that I'm passionate or enjoying it or fulfilled, it's time to move on. And so that's sort of even now with the business, it's evolving again in focusing a little bit more on mentorship. I see someone I know joined, Porter, <laughs> a good friend of mine, Christine. Hi. <laughs> so, awesome. um, yeah, so that's great. So where did you grow up? Tell us more about you when you were a child. Um, so I grew up um, in Toronto, in the West End of Toronto, in a little, used to be called the Borough of Etobicoke. So it's still Etobicoke, Toronto. And my parents were both born in Poland. Um, they didn't meet there. So they were immigrants to Canada. And my older brother and sister were actually born in England. So my parents met in England. They had their first two children there. Then they came to Canada because, you know, Canada is that bright future. So, um, but we lived in housing. So we didn't have a lot growing up. We grew up in very modest accommodations. Um, five children in a very, very small place. Um, they're called like townhouses. So they're, they're row houses in a way. And um, so there was a lot of stigma involved in living there. Um, not everybody had the best situations and family lives there. Um, I was the middle child. I guess I was a problem child, but <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> a rebel. Um, but yeah, so I always, it was a little bit for a long time. I grew up, I mean, it was a mess. Like we had three, I had two sisters. So there were three of us in one bedroom. And so it was tight, right? It was tight quarters. And I just remember like chaos always and, you know, things like that. So <laughs> because it's it wasn't like this lot of space. So I think for me, um, you know, there was a lot of wanting to get out, which is sad in a way, but at the same time pushed me like I was the first one to go to university and the family like just really drove myself to to do other things and I think that's because you know when you're younger you don't realize what the world's like right you don't know that there's this whole universe that's available until you start going to school you get older you you see more around you and you're oh wait a minute I you know I think there's a little bit more for me um I worked from a young age too like I always had a job <laughs> Yeah. So I think that was what we were talking about earlier is like what kind of drove me to to have my own business and things like I liked having a little bit of money to go and 
buy myself a banana split across the street or things like that. So um, when I was thinking back to growing up there, we still had a lot of fun. And the entrepreneur piece is really interesting because now that I think about it, we did haunted houses all the time, you know, for the little neighborhood kids, we'd have like shopping carts and take them through these things and charge them a small fee and, and, you know, our, our Kool-Aid stands or jewelry stands. So like in hindsight, I think, oh, there was that little bit of entrepreneurship and wanting to kind of drive that revenue and, you know, getting some money so I can spend and, as I got jobs later, like I was like nice clothes. And, and so it's it's that independence, I think, that kind of drove me. So, um, but yeah, so I had a lot of good memories despite living in um, an area that people from outside would judge. Um, you know, if they found out, oh, you're from there, like they may look at you differently because it's poverty or it's, you know, lower income or something like that. But, um, you know, we had a lot of fun still. You know, in that area, we yeah. would play. I I learned to play chess from someone there. We used to play euchre. You know the game euchre, card game. It's like four people play. It's it's a it's a card game, but we used to play that outside or hide and seek and and things like that. So there was still a a, a great life, you know, growing up. Yeah, I love that that you share. Yeah, that you share about you know the fact that it was stigmatic, like when you were saying that. If you said that you were from there, then people would say, oh, or think something. And you knew what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because that's kind of my story. I was from the farm going to the school in the city. And I was, in France, they call this the uh, dirty butt. I was a dirty butt because I was from a farm, right? So there was a stigma. So I'm very curious I, because for mm. me, I'm clear on And this is because or thanks to this that I am who I am today. So tell me more about that, you know, to be the one we point like that for years and years, even if we pretend that, you know, it's what we, that's what made us. And what did you think it shaped in who you are today as a business owner? Oh, that's a great question. I think, you know, it's one of those things that, For the longest time, I'd say I was always searching and wanting more, right? For the longest time. And you realize, and you, you read about this now, or you hear about it where, you know, all the money in the world isn't going to make you a happy person, right? It's, you can have very little and still be very fulfilled. Um, but I think back then I was always striving, right? Because I wanted more and, um, I wanted to have a little bit of nicer things and, and make my own way and, and, and be the one that did that. Um, my mother, God bless her. She, she really raised five children on her own. Um, even though my dad was still there, he passed away when he was, um, 67 and he was almost 10 years older than my mom so she was she was actually almost my age um when uh when she passed when he passed so she was kind of like if I think about it now that would be me you know losing my husband now which would be very young still right and um so you know I looked at her and her life of taking care of five kids 
and she still worked and she took care of everything. Like when there were seven of us still in the house and working or going to school, she was the one up early making everybody's lunches and doing the cleaning. And I'm going to tell you, this is, I said to myself, I don't want that life. Like that's terrible. But I did not want, I wanted to, to do more. And I guess that's that freedom person, right? Like see the world and travel and, and do things. So I think that's kind of what drove me a lot. Um, Obviously when I went to school, like high school and met other friends and would go visit their homes, I had no idea that there was something else out there. You know, I had no idea that that. And so it started with a little bit of longing or wanting more, but then realizing that's not what's going to, that's not what's going to make you happy or successful, right? So it, it took a while, right? You think you're chasing all the time. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, no, that's not it. Um, I think the entrepreneur journey, as I said, started most of my life. And this is why life works well is, is sort of the, what makes sense to me is that most of the decisions I've made in my life, including business or leaving corporate, had to do with life events. So, you know, if you have a death in the family or you have a very good friend of mine passed of breast cancer at a, a young age or you have infertility challenges like I like it, it makes you pause and reflect on what is important. And so that's the decision making piece. So with with entrepreneur and, and having my own business, even though it's like, hey, it's not easy, as you know, it's a lot of grind. It's a lot of work sometimes you know, having to do accounting and payroll when you start out in every hat you have to wear. But you have a little bit more choice and control as to what you do, right? You decide, you know, you're the creator, right? And so I think that that's really important. I know I'm getting all over the place, but no, no, no. I ask you, I ask you. No, no, you're right on. You're right on. So so you're actually... Exactly right on because this is the next question. So let's go back to when life works well didn't exist yet. But I want to know what was your burning desire before starting your business? Because you could have done any other business, you know, but what was the burning desire there at that time? Can you remember that? Uh, Definitely, because my very first uh, client role or and projects um, were actually in the work life space. So when I go back now and think about it, it makes so much sense, right? Because when you're in a corporation, there's not as much control. Yes, you can say I need to go to an appointment. And I always live my life that way. Like if my son had or daughter had a cross country meet, I'm going. And if I was going to get in trouble later, I'd get in trouble later. Right? <laughs> like, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, you, and I think that we used to think that we have no flexibility. So the work life harmony. So a woman that I did work with, at, I was at CIBC in human resources prior to starting my business. That would have been the last corporate role I had. And I was the one responsible for our work life programs. 
So we had developed them at CIBC, we kept them up to date, we changed them, but I was ultimately responsible. And so I knew that that was an area that I thought was very important for, for, and at the time, women in particular. Now it's a little different because men are now staying home more or wanting Mm -hmm. more flexible life or wanting to have more time and not be working 24-7. So that was the that really is still a lot of the driving force is that we need to have that integration between our life and work. That it and I don't think it's balance, right? It's more about feeling in harmony. And the first woman I worked with as my business, Life Works Well, her company was called Work Life Harmony. And she was the guru of life work. She helped us at the bank and create our programs. She helped all the large organizations. Her name's Nora Spinks, and she was one of my first mentors. And she also was the woman, she was working with the government to introduce employment insurance for maternity and parental leave. So that is the driving passion, is like helping people um, integrate their life and work in a way that they feel they feel grounded all the time. They're not stressed out. They're not, you know, and they they can say yes to going to a concert for their kids in the middle of the day versus a meeting that could probably wait or someone could update them later. So when I think about that, it's really about supporting employees to be able to feel like they have a bit more control over their day. Like it's it's that life work harmony and integration. So it's funny because that's what with the driving force and it's always a theme throughout everything I do. Yeah, okay, love it. Thank you for zooming in that time, right? So now you have that burning desire, you're clear on what you're trying to accomplish, but um, what was the biggest struggle at the time to make it happen? Like, you know, you were at CIBC, you had that burning desire, you were had the best mentor with you. So what was the biggest struggle to make it happen? Well, what's really interesting, because I started that in 2008, 2009. It was the recession, if you recall, back then. And so, and I had no clue what to do. I, Thinking about what's available now as far as how to how to get coaches, how to run a business, what you need to do. Um, I had zero. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm really good at expertise in my in the work I do. But like running a business, I it's it was chaos, which is not good. Right. You need the structure, the organization. So that was a lot of the challenge. And I would say when I first started, I was more of a freelancer, taking projects, you know, one at a time, not really having a team. So I was doing a lot. And fast forward, I did that for, I would say, about uh, five or six years, five or six years. And I was missing some of the, the interaction like people interaction. So I actually went back to corporate again for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to a very large global organization called ADP, which used was a payroll, known for payroll at the time. 
but I was hired on to help them with their um, shift to human resources. So at first they were became a more human resource and they were payroll and human resources, technology and management and services. I helped uh, build those products. I was part of the key team with my employment law and HR background. So it was really, really great. And honestly, thinking about life works well. The kids, one daughter, my daughter was in high school, my son was in grade school, and my work was 10 minute drive. Everything was like when I would get out the door, drop them at both their schools and be in the office within 20 minutes. And and I could walk across the street to go to pizza lunch for my son. So again, it's carving, it still was carving out what worked for me. Um, So I did that for several years and then my mom wasn't doing too well. And so, again, a life event that made me make a decision to leave. And plus, I wasn't passionate anymore. I wasn't loving. It it wasn't meant to be. And so I took a bit of a break and did some writing and some teaching. And then knew I I reignited my life works well business. And this time, this time, so I took that hiatus for corporate work. I got the supports. So that's how we met in an incubator to learn more. But thinking about it, I really didn't start again, reigniting it. And I worked on my infrastructure, getting my website and getting things in place. And then the pandemic hit because I was really only about a year, if that, not even a year into the reigniting the business again. I thought I picked the worst times to to um, to actually start again. But I did really well. And I think the advice I'd give to people out there and women or and men Whoever's starting their business is that, you know, you you do need the supports. You need people in your corner. You need to get. You can't do it all. You need the expertise, and it's going to help your life work well, right? If you're not trying to do it all. Uh, so I've learned a lot um, this second go round about how to kind of manage and grow the business and take care of myself. Like despite this pandemic. I'm doing well. It was my first full year in business and I met pretty much my goal that I had set close to it. And, um, you know, the ups and downs, like there's still life things, right? My mom's been in the hospital, like there's, there's stuff that happens, but I've been able to kind of manage it because I've been taking care of myself. And, and if I feel like I'm not, then I take that pause and say, you know what, Helen, you got to take care of yourself again, because that's what is going to help you help you contribute to others and give back to others and be there for people. Right. You're so, so wise. Oh, Hey, I, I have some years to work on it. <laughs> I did everything late in life, Angelique. I'm like yeah. a late bloomer, but that's okay. Who Better late than late. Nobody, yeah. Who say we are late, you know, you know, you, you're right at the right time. I think that's, I think that's my philosophy. <laughs> oh. But you said something mm-hmm. you said, how did you say it? You said when you were like, you said, okay, I, you went back to corporate. Then you said, okay, something happened in my life. Plus you said, I was not feeling it anymore. It was not meant to be anymore. Tell me more about this. How do you know? How do you feel? How do you, because like you tell the story, like I did this and that I went back and I'm like, easy peasy. No, no, no. I'm sure. Like what went, like, what are the steps? Oh my gosh. Hey, listen, we don't have all day, but I, I tell you, it is not 
like I have some have had some ups and downs and challenges. And I think without those downs, you don't realize, you know, you do need to get um, understand yourself like you're I used to be in my head a lot. I was a very much in my head over analyzing everything, like thinking about everybody else, what they think. And I mean, it took me a while to say it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, what is good for me? But at that time, there was a lot of lot going on. And as I said, it's when life events happen is that's to me the most important thing. And you have to know your values. Like, right. If your health is not good, if your family is not good, if the things that are important to you are not good and the values aren't aligning to the work you do, you feel it. You get sick, you get tired, you get grumpy, you, you're not positive anymore. And you have to kind of listen to it's your body's reaction, right? It's if you're not feeling feeling excited and passionate and waking up and wanting to 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 go. You know, you have to stop and pause and say, what is this? Why am I feeling like this? Um, with my mom's declining health, um, and I was trying to, at the time, so think about it, at the time, my mom's, you know, she has um, Alzheimer's, dementia, and I didn't realize as much until I started to have to take care of her a little bit more. And my kids were young, so I was still carting them to hockey all the time. And I was trying to be the trainer and the manager and involved in the kids' schools and, you know, volunteer for this and try to be it all. And it's like, you know what? You can't you can't do it all at once, right? That's the reality is you have to kind of, it's the ebbs and flows. And that's where the life work harmony comes is that you need to be able to see or feel that something is off here. And believe me, people may go through their whole life, and, and me included, not seeing myself, you know, not seeing yourself in that state. So the self-awareness piece, the reflection piece, and the, the intuition, like feeling it, takes a while. So during this period of time that was tough, um, when I felt like, okay, this is not working, I made a decision. And making that decision was leaving. I resigned and at first they said, do you want to work part time? Do you want to find something else? We can help you with that. And I said, no, I just, this is not for me. Um, and I, I, at, that's when I decided I was going to probably write a book. And I don't know, this is the thing, Angelique, sometimes these ideas pop in my head and I don't know where they come from. Um, but I think you really need to, you know, you want to feel good. And it hasn't always been easy. It's been, there's been lots of downs. Like I've had, you know, a little bit of um, anxiety and, and struggles. And so it's ups and downs. And when I'm taking care of myself and feeling healthy and exercising and eating well and all the things that we know to do, like this is not new stuff. Um, I'm going to do a better job in everything that I do. Right. Thank you for sharing this. Is there anything that you would recommend to implement on a daily basis to keep in touch with yourself? What is the thing you would recommend or you do that works for you that you could share with the mm. lovely people here on Instagram and on Facebook and YouTube oh. and on the podcast? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think a lot of people have different uh, rituals and habits and things that they'll, they'll start, but 
Um, more and more, I'm appreciative of the pauses, so that quiet time. So if you can just find, whether it's first thing in the morning before you get into your day, before you start taking care of the kids or getting their breakfast or getting your coffee, like find that quiet time. I try to meditate every day. I'm not saying it will happen every day, but I will take a little bit of the time to do that and a little bit of um, uh, reflection. So writing. Okay. And it might not always be first thing in the morning, but every day there's something there. But if you can find that quiet time in the morning, that's the most important thing. And then the gratitude. Um, I've done this little course called The Science of Happiness. And I've done this recently. I'm doing this year of living brilliantly, which is fun. And it was a reminder again about, you know, looking at three good things. Like at the end of the day, even if you had a crappy day, can you find three good things? Maybe it was seeing the flowers blooming. Maybe it was getting out for a walk. Maybe it was just a hug you got because you could get it from someone inside your house, but no one else these days. So the gratitude um, and just don't, you know, I think it's just as you, as you continue, you're going to find that space is going to be craved even more. I find. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah. That's called growing, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now what are you working on right now Helen that you because you know your clients are lucky to work with you like with such a, a wisdom that is covering filtering everything you do your approach mm -hmm. to everything what is the thing you're working on right now that you'd like to share with us and maybe invite some people to join you or, or interact with you or reach out to you on your website where we actually put your website right there Oh, that's great. Yeah, lifeworkswell.ca. And I'm that's my social handle for the business as well. Um, and, you know, right now, I have been taking on clients and helping them with um, what I call an HR health assessment. Um, it's really to kind of say where they are with their culture work and what their gaps are. So you can always, you know, get a free consultation for that. But I'm shifting into um, a new program that I'm in the, the midst of working right now, which is create a mentor culture. And because I think that a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, feeling okay and contributing, um, and comes from, you know, having others in your corner too, right? So you can decide what you want to do, but if you don't know how to do it, like even, you know, running your business, or if you don't, how know how to get to the next thing you need those people in your corner so i'm i'm in the middle ugh, it's taking me a while <laughs> i put it on hold for a while but i'm writing a book called create a mentor culture but from that there will be a program available and so if anybody's interested in mentorship and creating programs because it does align with that the vision of having the right type of culture Um, so that's going to be a bit of a shift in a niche going forward. And that, and again, happy to have a consultation, um, later this year, I'll be coming out with a program on that. But if you're interested and you want to get on the list and know when it's happening, that the best way is to sign up for the newsletter on the website. Um, so lots of exciting things. I, um, it's, and it's again, another growth, right? Another shift, another growth, um, 
going forward. So I'm excited about that. And it's, and it's, I've given myself permission to take my time because <laughs> of what's been going on for the last year. But, um, you know, we do what we can. So. Yeah. I remember you talking about the book when we met in Mexico. And so you're right in it. You know what? I put it on hold last year because I actually was very close to being like the next stage was incorporating the interviews. And yeah. so I just put it on hold with everything that was going on. And that's okay. Um, so but at the end of this month, I'm supposed to have the I'm supposed to I will have the, the <laughs> manuscript to the editor. Yay. And yeah, then there's going to be book design cover design. So there's it's it's this close, you know, and it's Um, but from that, a lot of the research I did um, was really about, you know, there are a lot of people that crave mentors. And what happens in an organization is often it's only the chosen few or the high professional hypos, like high potentials or the leadership. So, but I'm thinking, imagine if everybody had that opportunity, right? So that they have someone that, you know, they can go to that they learn and grow together and then they in turn lift others right so that's again that contribution piece oh my god so, i need to introduce you to some of my friends i hope they're gonna watch the video like they are so in tune with what you're saying yeah really oh yeah. i can't wait then that's yeah. exciting yeah that's it's awesome. um it's a great time i think you know hopefully this tough time this world you know that the state of the world right now that will wake up some people about uh humanity right like people are humans right humans first right and they're and they have a heart and they're you know they're a person right they're not a number they're not an asset like that you can just kind of you know treat a certain way like a, like equipment <laughs> so i think that that's um i think there's going to be some some good good outcomes even though it's been a, t a challenge right i'm hopeful anyway so yes you are I and mean, we should be yeah of course um so we're gonna wrap up with one question i ask everybody in the building of your mission here um you know having your kind of i see that one of your dreams is that everybody in an organization should have a mentor whether you're part of the leadership team or not right mm -hmm. so When you share your voice and your ideas like that, they're kind of not common ideas. You don't hear that a lot, more and more, because people are more and more in tune with, you know, we're humans. <laughs> But um, how much social media helps you share your voice, Helen, do you find? And when oh. I say social media, it could be any online platforms, right? Could be podcasts as well. Yeah. I have to say it's been a focus for me and i it's been amazing because i do have um thank you jennifer if you see this later a current marketing assistant who has been phenomenal with our social so on on linkedin and on instagram in addition to like writing blogs and and i've been doing them or she's helped out and you need to have something right i did a series and you'd be proud of me i don't know if you have, you must have seen some of them I did a series at the end of 2020, um, Monday Mentor Moments, which was getting out of my comfort zone. Because as yeah, I said, so even you. though I'm comfortable one-on-one -on -one or in smaller groups, but like that, again, getting out there presenting was, if you think about it, I used to cry. <laughs> it's like now it's like, ah, get up there. But 
that was really good. I think having that ability to to do the Instagram lives, to get more comfortable, and you know, you can reach a much broader audience. Um, it's important to be clear, as you know, but I have to say I worked with you a little bit and I haven't quite got to every day yet, but I have used so much more and it's always interesting to go back and analyze. So what, which ones did people, you know, which ones were viewed the most, which ones resonated, right? And, um, but I think if you're just being you, right? That's, that's how you find your voice, right? And don't be afraid. And I, I mean, sometimes I still am, right? Like, cause it's, there's something about this. I'm, tr- I'm looking down here. I'm looking here, but so just go for it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a dancer though. I have to say, I'm not a TikTok <laughs> dancer. Um, you know, not quite yet, but, uh, I do think it's really, really important if yeah. you want to share and you really believe in your message. Um, yeah. It's a it's a great tool, right? It really is. Wow, I love it, love it. I remember our first first conversation. Yeah, and oh. and now you have an audience. You have people who are reaching out to you. You have people who are listening, right? Even the ones who don't do or say anything, they're like. Sucking in everything you share. Yeah. Wow. And it's, and I, I mean, I have to say thank you very much to you for this opportunity to chat. And it's so great yeah. to see you. I love what you're doing and your energy. And like, think about it. You've got social media love, right? You've got love in your yeah. name. And, and I think that's really interesting because that's the heart part, right? So HR with heart is the tagline, even though I'm like focused more on human relations. And then my next little project, as I said, is mentor with heart. And it's, you know, people are talking about love more, like even in the workplace, like I did a little series on it. It's like, you know, you wouldn't have thought that would happen at all. (laughs) Um, So stay the course. And um I, I really love watching what you're doing and the support you have for women and entrepreneurs. It's it's just and your energy level is always just amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So um, if you watch the replay or listen to the podcast later on, just leave your uh, question in the comments or go out and reach out to Helen at uh, www lifeworkswell.ca thank you so much um uh, i'm gonna close instagram okay. first because my phone is dying okay so merci beaucoup merci. For here. tammy Thanks. and most the most motive and the donald that's awesome and now to that yeah <laughs> Ah, so nice. I just wanted to make sure that we don't miss our Instagram feed here with my phone dying, but that's saved. So thank you so much, Helen. And then thank uh, uh, thank you everybody who watch or say hi, passing by. And I hope you save that video to watch later because it's long interviews, but it's worth, you know, to sit down with a notebook because you shared so many gems. Thank you so much, Helen. Thank you for the inspiration. Thank you. So great to see you. We'll, We'll talk soon. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody.